begged and boarded. Thirty-seven. Jesse watch lots of movies, get mad ladies, smoke mad doobies, beg and board it, it's a way your life, tell your friends, tell your moms, tell your hoe, tell your wife, coming at you on a weekly basis, kicking up pod for your sexy faces, who's the two free geeks you want to bone, in the secret podcast bunker all alone, on the internet we be the top crooks, we got issues and we don't make funny books, homie Jimmy Moore and the dinos are chilling, me and JR, we got the top billing, sit down, relax, and yo, we'll take a seat, get ready for the top podcast, you all agree, others spit loud, but I can spit faster, I'm mad. Cohen, I'm the Jew master. We got everything you could possibly want in it. An hour of us in the Brento minute. I'm a little laid back and he's making the maniacal. Could we just talking shit? Who said the show was viable? Walking in the door, smoking bad Jimmy Moore. The listening from Alabama, all the way to Singapore. We just two weeks and that's the topic of discussion. Headings of the slopes on the green, on nothing. Quick stop and night, we're storming like a typhoon. It's not right, it's wrong. It's taking lots of bonkers. We're each and every show, everyone celebrates. Cause we got comics, movies, and a little penetration. I regret every episode as soon as it's recorded. Cause I'm down to earth and matters out of orbit. We're not yeah. Ahoy hoy, I am uh I'm Matt Cohen. Who are you? Forget who you were. I'm Jesse no, Rivers. I want to get a little closer to the microphone. I wanted to adjust my voice a little bit, make it a little bit sexier for the crowd. A little bit deeper and a little bit uh, a little bit smoother, Jesse. My, this is my NPR voice. Oh, okay. All hey, right. you, you just heard a uh uh, five minute block from Peebo Bryson. Next up, we have Miss Janice Dewitt with some inspirational poetry. And later on in the hour, we're going to be checking in with Doctor Feelgood for his we- <laughs> weekly forecast of all things lovely. Doctor Feelgood. Doctor Feelgood. I'm a huge fan. Are Dr. you? Feelgood, yeah. Oh, he's he's great, isn't he? He is. He's just the best. Uh, welcome to Bagged and Boarded. How are you doing, Jesse Rivers? I'm uh I'm okay. I noticed that cardigan you're wearing. I love it. Oh, thank you. I just bought it. So it's a lovely. It's it's a multi blend weave. It looks like. Can uh, I, may I touch it? Touch it. It's a tweed. You're gonna have to touch me. Why not? <laughs> what? I don't. You didn't really have to. This touch is a new character. Oh, this is uh. But they can't see you touching me. This is this is uh, Maurice. Why well, gotta be a black name? French. French. Oh. I'm not black. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm actually, my, my people hail from Normandy, which is a region in the south of France. Historically, where the Vikings, where the Vikings, you know, the, Vi- the Norman conquest, have you heard of it? You're very knowledgeable on your history. Thank you, sir. Yes. Thank you. So my name is Maurice Du Bla Du Ballet. You have to sound it out. Du Bla Du Ballet. I mean, some people, uh, some people with The Du Bla is in it. The American tongue seems to have, a, have an issue sometimes, but uh, they get used to it. You know? Okay. Give it, give I like it. it. Like Thank it. you. It's a cool name. Thank you. So, uh, what's going on this week, Jesse? What, do you, what, do you, what have you been up to? How long do you think I can sustain this for before I it becomes awful? I hope not awful? very long because it's, it's kind of Do you think people are, are not enjoying it? No. Oh, is it irritating you? Yes. But then I think people just started to enjoy it. I think you just broke the number one rule of comedy. Never, never. What people don't like me or something? No, it's not that, sir. It's like, oh, I hate when people make loud noises. Then you make a loud noise every five seconds progressively. That's no, that just pisses people off. It's comedy, sir. It's, that's the game. Oh, this madness. That's truth in comedy. Read the book by uh, Dale Close and Sharna Hall. Okay, I'm gonna stop this. <laughs> uh, but he will. He will make a return. Do you uh, do you ever listen to NPR? No. National Public Radio. Do you know what it is though? Are you familiar with it? Not really. NPR, I, I'm going to be wrong on this, but every every city basically has their own public radio station. Yeah. And they're all linked in through NPR, which is like the national network of public radio stations. And uh, they've got some channels, some shows that syndicate on every uh, every and every public radio channel, like This American Life and the show uh, Prairie Home Companion. Ah, okay. And stuff like that. But what it mostly is is like... I, and like I love NPR, I listen to it all the time. But it's mostly like I'd say ex or current hippies in their like late fifties with really like smooth, dulcet voices who are like you know just like inter- interviewing like like we're in, tonight we're interviewing Terry Terry Johnson. Terry runs a peanut farm <laughs> in Anchorage, Alaska, and uh, the frost this year has really affected his crop. Like shit, you would never no, I, shit I you would never think you'd be interested in, in a million years, but like our Fucking so like it's awesome, awesome, awesome radio. 
But it's that. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. I. It's compelling. It, what, what would I rather listen to on on FM or AM? Nothing. I don't listen to the regular radio ever. I don't like music. I, yeah, I listen to sport. I don't listen to music radio. You listen to sports radio. I listen to talk radio. I don't like sports. So there goes. You gotta pick something, huh? I mean, if I'm I listen to Sirius, I listen to Stern most of the time. Okay. But if I'm not listening to Stern, <laughs> I'll flip on NPR because it really it is trippy. Like you learn about fucking like lobster farmers in Maine and shit, and then and then like dude, and then I, and then I be, I became one of those guys. Unfortunately, A lobster farmer. No, I wish I became one. That wouldn't be unfortunately. That would be fucking. <laughs> Very fortunately. I became one of those guys who was like, you know, I heard about this thing on NPR a few days ago. There are people who, oh, I, I quote NPR a lot because it, it becomes like your biggest font of knowledge almost. You know what I mean? Because it's not just straight, it's not straight education. It's always with a little twist. It's very liberal. Um, and there's certain people, going back to, to Maurice, uh, there's certain people with just public radio voices. If you will, yeah. like, like, there's a dude named I, I might have mentioned this podcast before, named Sound of Young America. It's like the fucking like number three podcast on the internet or something. Okay. You know what I mean? And this dude Jesse Thorne is the host of it. He calls himself America's Radio Sweetheart, and he gets like really big guests. And it's it's I enjoy the show, right? And I enjoyed it until I watched the live video cast of it. I hope this wouldn't be the same said for our <laughs> listeners, but seeing this dude just like kind of hey, muddy, you, you agree? You don't like Jesse Thorne's how he looks? It was just weird seeing seeing a guy because he's got a very muddy chill, dude. He's got an older he's got an older voice to do. You know what I mean? I'm gonna grab my dog for a second. I don't think he likes anybody named Jesse. He's got it. <laughs> he's got dude's got an older voice. So when I first I thought he would be like in his fucking forties or something. The guy's like barely out of his twenties. <laughs> And I mentioned him to someone once, and they're like, "These guys got a radio voice." No, I'm talking about radio voices. That dude's got a public radio voice. That kind of smooth, authoritative, calming, like you know what I mean? Just coming from a place of just pure, like (laughs) no, no hesitation, no rush, just over enunciating each word, and just kind of well, I'm sure I'm sure he took classes. Happy stuff. I doubt it. Really? Yeah. You think people take classes on how to be a podcaster? Well, how to do, like, radio and shit. It's not a radio show. It's a podcast. Sound of Young Munger is a podcast that got, it's so big that it got syndicated on the radio. But you don't think he's had, like, I wouldn't say training. No, I don't. Because he started it in college and shit. Like, I don't, I mean, Muddy, I, oh, I put you down for one second. (laughs) Chill, dude. Jesse, you gotta put your, put your, put your dick away. Okay, he has a problem with that. So what I was saying, do you really think people fucking train to be podcasters or like put any like uh, work? In? No, but you go to school for broadcasting and such. To be on the radio. Yeah, I mean it's the same. I don't thing. think many people are getting paid to fucking pot it up. You know what I mean? That's true. So I don't think really many people are making it. I don't think many people can say they've made a career out of podcasting. Now, us, on the other hand, have made millions and millions of dollars. Yes, we have. Which has enabled us to start a franchise chicken joint. Yes. Called Bagged and Cluckin'. <laughs> Coming to a city near you. Uh, try the, try the, try the, the five-piece Jesse meal. Comes with the side of a smile. It's all fried. It's all fried. <laughs> it's just, there's no chicken. It's just, it fried, it's deep fried oh, bread. Bagged and clucking, you like that? Because <laughs> we bagged the chicken, get it? Bagged and clucking. No. Why would we bag the chicken? Because people like, are going to bring chicken orders? home with them in their hands? What are they... Here, put... You know that thing you do when you were a kid or you, you want to grab... When you pull your shirt out? Yeah. You extend your shirt and you put shit in it you use it as like a pouch? You think that's how people are going to so carry the chicken home? Bag, Our like chicken is mad bag. greasy. Yes, it is. I like grease. So people need... It's unhealthy. ...it to be bagged. You know how the commercial goes, right? No. Bagged and clucking, bagged and clucking, the best chicken we ain't fucking around. Come on in. It's, it's very family oriented. It only airs after 10 p.m. Oh, okay. And, uh, otherwise, they they go always mucking around, and like you see my mouth on the guy in the commercial. Hey. He's in the commercial too. He just barks at people for fucking muddy. You're really you're ruining the integrity of the podcast right now. I've never said this to you before, Helmut, but I know you're a vital part of the show. <laughs> you're gonna have to keep it quiet today, though, sir. All right. 
He wants more time. Your rhetoric time. is is offending. What are you doing, you Mike? You can't hold it. Are you okay? I feel like my dog is sick for some reason. I think Why? I'm just I think I'm just crazy though. I don't know. You know what it was? Such a raspy voice. My parents were here for a week, and he was like all excited, and then they left. I think he might just be bummed still. They only left like three days ago. Was that the first time he's met them? Yeah, it's the first time he had like three people around him at all times, and like uh, it was like a fucking love fest. You know what I mean? Muddy. Did he bark at them? Yeah, for a minute. <laughs> no, but he got over it quickly. Yeah. He uh he got over it. He, Mud, are you okay? Hi. I wish dogs could talk. Doesn't everyone? Don't you? But not on a constant basis, because then it would be <laughs> okay. I wish they could talk when they were in pain or they wanted something like a cute dog thing, like. Food, art, food. I don't wish they could be like, hey, Matt, what's up? Uh, dude, you really got to clean the fucking bathroom. <laughs> because then it would be, you'd never be able to, like, hug her. It would be weird to be all affectionate to a... I, I, I couldn't be like, oh, you're a little puppy. If he's like, dude, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> but if they talked every time they wanted something, they would constantly be talking anyway. I don't think he cares if the bathroom is clean or not. He just cares if he's got food. That's what I'm saying, though. But I would like to know sometimes, like, when he's... So I was... When I was mixing this before you came over, I threw the, the theme song on, and he was fucking howling at the, at, at the theme song. And you want to know why? And I would pause it, and he would stop. And then I would rewind it, and he would start howling again. And I'm like, what is it about that that makes... I would love to know, like, hey, man, what, what what's going on? Like, why... Why the howl? Muffed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you thought it was somebody outside. He's barking at him for coming in. Quite possibly, Jesse. But so, I don't know. So that's that. Well, have you seen any movies lately that you want to report on? Uh, I, I know you called me yesterday when I was in the middle of Land of the Lost. Um, what do you think? I don't think it's as bad as people think it is. What do you think, funny? I've seen a lot of reviews and tweets in the last couple of days that are like, Land of the Lost isn't actually that bad. It's not. It, it's campy, but I it's think it's a, supposed It's all to be. right. It's not horrible. I think McBride was fantastic in it. I think fucking Anna Friel was well, fantastic yeah. in it. You watched yeah. Pushing Daisies? No. That was the first time you ever saw her? Yeah. I mean, I've seen her on commercial. Muddy, oh. chill, dude. Um, I don't... I, it's, it's kind of funny to say because I know people look at him as a comedic genius, but I don't think Will Ferrell got it. I don't uh, think he was in on the joke. He was just doing angry guy thing again, yeah. which like is what Wolf Earl's got now at this point. <laughs> McBride took the picture with the dinosaur and shit. Buddy, what are you doing? That shit was funny. I mean, it, it definitely has its moments. All right, all right. We might have to pause. I might have to do something about this situation. Helmet! What the fuck, man? Is there anything I can do? I don't have a weapon. It's never been like this before, dude. I don't, I don't See, this is why I think there's something wrong with him. This is all fucking crazy. Muddy! We're going to fucking put you in the... <laughs> He's got a hyperbolic chamber he sleeps in. I'll put him right in there. I'm kidding. That may not be healthy. You know what? Why not? Hyperbolic chambers. I think they're healthy. You know what that is? That's what uh, they used to think. Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson slept. They didn't think he did. <laughs> he did. He really yeah, did. he really did. It's mostly really good for you. I feel like I'd be. I actually probably would like it. Super, super high. I'm not one who. What, I don't, what is it supposed to accomplish? It's supposed to simulate, I believe, like. Being in a womb almost. So it's just you really? and your pure thoughts. Like, there's some of them, there's water in them. I believe, like, you're submerged. Um, it's basically just like zero, zero sound can get in. Nothing can get in. No light. Oh, I thought it was just like completely clean air. Oh, no, no, no. It's no light, no sound. Yeah, completely clean air, no light, no sound, no nothing. It's a sealed off casket almost. And you're supposed to lay in there and it helps you concentrate and meditate and kind of center yourself. You know what I mean? Okay. It's like That's you, interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think it would be a cool thing to try, actually. I'm not one who's like, or do you get claustrophobic? Eh, not, eh, not really. I don't. So, I th- you know, people get claustrophobic, that would be fucking hell. Yeah. Like, I'm sure Storm's been thrown in one of those at some point, right? <laughs> you know there's three monthly Deadpools now? No, one of them is a miniseries and it's... No, they just, made, they just made the third one. No. There's Deadpool... Yeah. There's Merc with a Mouth. Merc with a Mouth. Is that an ongoing? That's ongoing. What was the five-issue mini? <laughs> the, uh, the King thing or whatever with, with the, the blackjack people, with the guys who were like cards. I forget what it was called. I, I didn't read it. Um, Money, you have to fucking chill. And now there's like Deadpool team-up. Team-up? It's gonna. Like it's an ongoing, yeah. Like every every issue is Deadpool and a hero like or a villain, like... That's gonna be kind of fun. Someone even referenced it. I forget who it was in the last Deadpool book, but they were like, "Like Deadpool is now Wolverine." 
Yeah. In the last like five months, like anything, anything they say he said like you put Deadpool in the title of anything, it'll sell a billion copies. When did that happen? I it wasn't because of the movie. It was in the hype leading up toward the movie. It really was really? because of the movie. People because the, the company obviously arbitrarily started putting out more Deadpool content because of the movie. They always do that when a movie comes out. They start pumping the content. Like, there were, like, five different Iron Man books. Yeah, but, I mean, he's in the movie for ten minutes. Doesn't matter, but he was... They, they were trying to spin it off. Like, that was almost... They knew Wolverine was an established character that yeah. did well on screen. The biggest part of that movie was really Deadpool. Seeing how well an audience responded. So why no Sabretooth minis or anything like that? Sabretooth, they... Uh, all right. Somebody. Yeah, I was right. I'm going to pause it for one second, I think. All right, hold on one sec, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't barked a single time. Oh, man. Uh, hi, sorry about that. See, but, hey, you don't wish they could talk. You just wish they could understand English. I, I, yes, yes. yes. It, that's a big thing. A lot of times I'll think to myself, I, w- I wish you spoke English, dog. Or I find myself being like, why am I even attempting to talk? It's stupid that we... <laughs> commands, yes, I understand. We train them to do certain things. They respond to their name. They respond to sit. They respond yeah. to no... But we all, every dog owner in the world falls into the trap of being like, dude, don't do that. Oh, what are you doing? Like, he's not going to, like, Muddy, go over there. He doesn't know what that fucking means. What? Here, do you want to sit up here? He will, moves. You, will you chill if you fucking, you're, you're honestly, this is dead air. What are you doing back there? You're going to sit in between me and Jesse. All right, that's fine if you want to chill here. <laughs> Just chill, though, dude. He wants to be part of the show, man. You, want, you are a part of the show if you would. Oh, all right. Pat him, Jesse. See? Now he's cool. Now he's cool. You know who else is cool? Me? Let's just get to it. No. <laughs> Brendo man. You know what he's got for us? Herpes. <laughs> and a Brendo man minute. He doesn't really have herpes, I think. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Brendo man minute. I'm Brendo man. And I have a question today from Elmu Barak. El Mubarak? Not quite sure how to pronounce it. But I've answered questions from him before, and he's a nice guy, so I figured I'd answer this question because it's pretty good. Um, He asks, uh, what is my favorite video game of all time? And I'd have to say my favorite console video game is Super Mario Bros. 3. Because um, I just remember the anticipation of playing it especially after seeing the wizard um which when i was a young lad was pretty huge deal that the movie showed um footage of super mario 3 um way before the game came out and then also we got to my brother and i got to play it um they were having a tournament at knott's berry farm and we got to play it ahead of time and i was like this is the greatest game ever and it came out and we bought it i remember it came out right around my brother's birthday and um it was awesome and i played it for years um and and i still play it now i remember when they re-released it on super nintendo with the super mario all-stars started playing it again and and um and then when emulators started getting popular i played it again and i just love that game uh it's it's just a blast to play there's so much content and um being able to fly for the first time and and just the graphics, it was such a huge leap in graphics and music, and um, it's just a great game. I mean, I love the Mario games, and um, I'm really excited for the new Mario game. They had a, you could play it at Long Beach Comic Con, the Wii um, Mario game, because um, it's four, there's four players simultaneous play, and I didn't think they'd be able to pull it off, but it's a lot of fun. Um, my all-time greatest PC game um, probably had to be Maniac Mansion 2, Day of the Tentacle. I mean, I love all those LucasArts games. Those are probably, I love all those point-and-click adventures, Sam and Max, Full Throttle, um, Monkey Island. But I have a real special place in my heart for Maniac Mansion 2. I just was totally addicted to that game and it was one of those you know early cd-rom games it was actually a lot of fun to play you know because there's a lot of gimmicky cd-rom games with all that full motion video like night trap comes to mind and and whereas those lucas arts games they used and they used the cd technology but it was actually had excellent gameplay 
Um, you know, we have a seventh guest and missed as well, but for me, um, Day of the Tentacle was where it's at. All right, well, that, that about sums it up, and back to you, Matt and Jesse. Charming as always. Charming, alarming, and disarming. What's Brenda? That's what he. That's what he carries on his sleeve. All right. Uh, on well, his heart. His heart on his sleeve. That's disgusting. Well, How would the blood flow? No, it's it's a figure of speech. I know. That's why I got this on my sleeve. Well, okay. Which is on my wrist. Yeah, you I have got, to explain to these people what this is. My I mean, geek tattoo. Well, I yeah. told about the geek tattoo. Oh, uh, speaking of explaining to people about stuff, to clear up a few things. Uh, a Beetlejuice won the commentary contest. Yes, we'll be we'll be commentating on it soon. Mm-hmm. B the bagged and boarded trivia contest is still. <laughs> people seem to be unclear about this. It, I, I I would have announced it. It's still on one as of yet. I mean, we've gotten a few entries. Uh, no one's gotten more than half right. I think. I think someone got six right out of ten. So do we just keep it going? I think we keep it going. So someone. I mean, here's the thing. I would love to give it to the dude who got six right out of ten. And I've spoken to him about this before. But, and I said, if no one gets it eventually, he'll fucking win it. But yeah. the ones he gets wrong are so easy, some of them. He didn't get the last one. The last, the last one is the one. I could, if, oh, I so if someone gets nine out of ten, I'll give them that. 10, but I'm we'll saying the th- like at least two of the <laughs> ones he missed were like pretty, pretty easy ones. And you do remember? I, I showed you the email or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember which ones he missed. But do I remember them being easy, yeah. particularly fucking easy? So it, um, yeah, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so we'll give that a few more rounds if anyone's interested. Uh, you can find the questions they were posted on uh, Bagged and Word of Thirty Six on the Quick Stop page. Uh, I'll throw up a, a thread for them on CamelToadProductions.com. Uh, C A M E L T O A D. You can check out the forums there. Over the sand swamp, and uh, we'll try to get that trivia all one and stuff. Anything else we gotta talk about? Not, not like that. That extensively. We can talk whatever you want to talk about, Matt. Thank you, Jesse. Whatever you want. I appreciate it. Uh, you know who I don't like? The color. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> should I do my Mickey Rooney thing? What's your Mickey? I like pencils. You don't know who Mickey Rooney is? Yeah, but what do you mean his thing? Not Mickey Rooney. Who am I thinking of? Andy Rooney. On 60 Andy. Minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. guy who just rants about shit, yeah. like, on his desk. Mickey, Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Mickey Rooney. I get... I always get... I get the two confused, dude. <laughs> what? Can you fault me? Can you fault her? Can you fault Rooney? or mire me? Just because they have the same Did you like that? Fault or mire? Can you fault or mire me? That's fault or mire. It's a nice play on words, I guess. You like it? A little... Uh, we, no, we cannot talk about whatever you want to talk about because I know what you want to talk about, but we can't talk about it until after tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we can't. So the next episode will one hundred percent be. I'm gonna just take a stab in the dark and say entirely dedicated to where the wild things are. You think I'll have that much of a? If you don't, I will. Oh, okay. All right. uh, I've seen the film. Uh, you can check out. My 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 Twitter and all those stupid things to see my reaction to it. I've been kind of vocal. Uh, I saw it opening day. Jesse has not seen it yet. He's seeing it tonight. See it tonight. And I'm saving any commentary on it yet. Uh, but I gather you liked it just a tad bit more than Paranormal Activity. Uh, yeah. Well, no, no. If you look at it like this, like okay, if if I were to make a list of my favorite films of the year, like you know, lists have like t- two polar ends almost, like a battery. You know, a battery has, like, a plus and a minus side. Yeah, but... So, like, my list, like, on one side, on the very apex of it, of that side, is Paranormal Activity. And on the other side is where the wild things are. But I'm not going to tell you which side is which. <laughs> but I hated Paranormal Activity. So, I really liked one that. It was my favorite movie of the year. But Jesse didn't see it yet, because he's lazy. And he's got to work. What's the matter, Muddy? Jesse's got to work. See, oh, no. I couldn't talk it's... to him like that if he was normal. If he talked no, back, he couldn't. he'd be like, "Why? What?" He's like, "You're <laughs> embarrassing me in front of this dude." I'm barking because I'm embarrassed. I'm, bar- I'm barking because he took my balls away, and I want to show that I still have fucking. Can't come in here and and and, and do whatever you want. I don't think that's an actual bone. It's dude. not. He, he's. It's plastic. No, I know. No, it's not plastic. It's not bad for them, though, I don't think. No, no. No, it's fine. No, yeah. It's a dog toy, and you can put food around the inside. They have these rings of foods. That's why he loves oh, really? it so much. Yeah. It's a good toy, man. 
He's a big he's a big fan of the toy Jesse. Uh what do you think about the Marlin? I was just watching a Richard Pryor film. Which one? The one in New Orleans. I literally was watching it before you came over. Star Crazy? No, I'd never seen it before. No, a stand up movie. Stand up. A stand up comedy movie. Oh. Um uh, Well you got you got Oh, you watch Here and Now. Yes, I watched yeah. Here and Now. And I'd never seen it actually. Okay. That was a lot of old jokes. And it got me thinking about the new Bill Condon flick that everyone's all up and yeah. about. Uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a uh, Richard Pryor biopic coming out. Richard, I didn't know Condon was doing it. Yeah, Richard Pryor is my favorite uh, stand-up. A lot of people consider him the greatest stand-up of all time. I agree. As do I. Um, And they're making a biopic of him. And for, for a while, Eddie Murphy was in talks to play Richard Pryor. You know who the first person in talks was? Who? Jerry uh, Seinfeld. Close. Who? Um, Is it a white guy? Uh, no, no, it's not a white guy. Oh. Although he's light-skinned. Uh, uh, Who, my man? Fuck, what is his name? Uh, my man Terrence. No. <laughs> man, no, that's a comedy dude. They uh, never give, they Mike never, Epps. They never give Terrence no love. <laughs> yeah, I read about that. Richard Pryor actually picked Mike Epps to play him. Oh, I didn't know you Richard Pryor him. personally said, like, I want you to play me if they ever do a movie. Yeah. Oh, damn. But when I, so I guess Mike Epps has been around for a minute. Because I only know him since How High, and Richard Pryor was either in, was in really bad shape at that yeah. point. So well, I, don't, I think next I don't Friday think, was his big coming out party. Was next Friday before How High? No, it was around. It was around the same time. Do you remember him in How High? Yeah, he's baby powder. Mm-hmm. Not a damn nut a bitch. <laughs> don't come into your life. <laughs> he was the next day here, which was. Uh, so Eddie Murphy is not dude who lives in this building. Directed next day here. Oh, really? There were posters all over the elevator for it. Like, in the, yeah, yeah. Huh. Um, with Omar Epps, right? There's no Mike Epps. Oh, okay. And uh, Faison from uh, Faison Love? Scouts. No. Uh, Glover? No, this, his last name is Faison. Uh, Donald, Donald Faison. Yeah. Too many Faisons in the world. <laughs> um, so Eddie Murphy was going to play Richard Pryor. He dropped out due to the fact that he wanted more money because he still thinks he's Eddie Murphy. I didn't know that's why he dropped out. Yeah, it was money. That's fucking... How much more money can you fucking spend? Eddie, Eddie... Eddie's fucking rich. Eddie has a... I'll have you know that in Bubble Hill, where Eddie lives... Or I don't think he lives in Bubble Hill anymore. That was the name of his mansion, his estate. Okay. Uh, he's got a room with 80 Filipino tranny hookers at all times. <laughs> and do you know how expensive it is to keep a Filipino tranny hooker fed and clean and, and well-read... Jeez, oh, okay. All right. That's He's got Baby Spice Baby to pay I mean, for now. He's got yeah. Baby Spice Baby. It's just fun to say like that. Baby, baby Spice Baby? It wasn't Baby Spice, though. It was I mean, it was Scary Spice, spice Baby. Yeah. That would have been funny if it was Baby Spice. <laughs> that would have caused a bit of a stir. Um... But Scary Spice's baby. Eddie, Eddie's, Eddie. He's got, a, I mean, he's got a few kids, but he's, he's fucking... Dude, he's got like two divorces too, right? He makes like 20 million a movie, he's, made, he's had like two divorces, right? I think he's only had one divorce. So have it each time, motherfucker. Like, I was... John, <laughs> John Cleese. Half. John Cleese, dude. Like, you know who John Cleese is? Probably the only member of Python you know. I don't know. You know Gilliam. Mm-hmm. Um, Cleese just recently got divorced for the second time. And, it, like, it was revealed in newspapers or whatever. He now has, like, $8 million to his name, or pounds. And his second wife got, like, $12 million. At one point, John Cleese had, like, $50 million. All like like ninety percent of his life's income has been taken by fucking God. That's that's got. Well, dude, it's that prior joke. He was at the screenwriting expo thing. At the pitch thing you went to, John Cleese was. Yeah, it was a screenwriting expo. He he interviewed William Goldman Sunday night. Really? Oh, that's cool. Um, it's like the prior joke, man. I heard I hadn't heard you tell a joke and damn near when his wife talking about uh, I deserve this is our money. Bitch, I haven't heard you tell a joke. So anyway, Eddie Murphy is not playing Richard Pryor in the film. A young man named Marlon Wayans is. Jesse, how do you feel about that? That noise is going to pick up. Uh, well, first, I think it's hard to make a biopic of someone. It's hard to put somebody like that, their life, into two hours. First of all, it seems rushed. And half the time, they only pick the instances that people know about anyway. Like, I'm sure they'll do him catching on fire and... Shooting the car. And divorces and the car shooting and I killed the car and shit And like then that. when he went to the zoo and saw the polar bear, with the really tiny feet. <laughs> it 
it wasn't at the zoo, was it? The polar bear. At the end, he goes, and now if you want to visit him, he's at the zoo. He's the polar bear. With the with little baby feet. Little tiny feet. She looked down at his feet, and they was healthy. <laughs> but they were real tiny. The nigga had little baby he says, feet. Anyone can see I'm sick. <laughs> tell me what uh, tell me what's wrong. <laughs> Took my knife out then, see. She what? had an eye on each titty. Take yourself down to the blood bank. <laughs> Hope you catch sickle cell. <laughs> Greatest fucking stand-up line of all time. All right. Uh, so, uh, Marlon, what do you think um, about Marlon Williams, dude? I, I don't, I don't know. I Can mean, you judge he, him based chops. on? Do we do? Is the only reason we say he has chops based on Requiem? Yes. You've seen GI Joe. He's decent in GI Joe, but he's never been. I've never seen him in a real film like Requiem. I'm, I'm sure he's been in one or two. I've never seen him in a drama that I can think of, other than Requiem. But he actually kind of has like he's the same build as Richard, and I'm he's, sure he knows. You like, think he's how, gonna do a, a an impression of him though? See, that's yes. what you, you, yeah. the voice and everything, yeah. right? Yeah, you I think do. he's gonna be able to do it convincing enough? I I I don't know. I don't know. Jamie Foxx surprised me with Ray. Well, that's that's what ever, that's what everyone's saying. They're like, look. Marlon Wayans has chops, A. B, this is by far the biggest opportunity of his life. Yes. And, like, he's going to he's gonna try to fuck. He's got to try to blow this out of the fucking water. Yeah. You know he's going for an Oscar. Uh, and, if he, and if he can pull it off, he probably will get a nom at least. I don't know. If Jamie Foxx got fucking one for Ray, dude, he won for Ray. Yeah, I, I don't... I think, I think Pryor time. is a tougher character to play, to pull off than, a, than just a blind guy. Muddy! Yeah, yeah. Ray won because he did a good, I think. Pryor's a nuanced mutt! Hey, dude! Seriously, I know you prefer Carlin, but now is not the time for this debate! All right? God! And if you bring up Bill Hicks, I'm locking you in the other room. You know Bill Hicks, man? This dog, no, not at all. Oh, really? Uh, I've never even really heard his stuff, to tell you the truth, but I'm not. The stuff I have heard, I'm not a Bill Hicks fan, I'm not a Lenny Bruce fan. Uh, I haven't really heard enough. And he's too whiny. But I thought you'd be a big Bill Hicks fan. Like he talks about religion and shit a lot. Yeah. Um, he was too every man. I feel like for me, all the comics I like are like dicky, fucking sardonic, fucking assholes. Like David Pryor's Cross, not a except for Pryor. Asshole. And Carlin's Pryor. not an asshole. And Carlin's not in my top ten. Really, Carlin might not even be in my top twenty. Have we ever done this? Top five stand-ups, go. Oh, wow. Well, Richard Pryor's got to be Richard number Pryor's one. my number one. I'm, Carlin is fucking up there. It's only for I'll put him in the greatest of all time, but I won't put him in my favorite list. These are two separate lists. Me and Josh were doing this the other night. Oh, okay. All right. No, I, I would I would put him in my favorite. I would put Hedberg in my favorite. Didn't have enough material. I would, I would the like material to. that he's had. He's in my top ten, I think. I'll give you my top five right now, and it, it's controversial. Murphy's up there. It's controversial. Okay. Richard Pryor, number one. Going in order? Yeah. Okay. Number two. You're not gonna have you're not gonna have two through four on your list. Uh <laughs> two through five. Number two, gentleman by the name of David Cross. Okay. Number three, gentleman by the name of Eddie Izzard. Okay. Number four, oh yeah, a gentleman by the name of Chris Rock. Really? Yes, really. And number five you've told me that. a gentleman by the name of Ricky Gervais. I've never actually seen Gervais do stand. Now, Gervais, now mind you, out of all those people, Gervais has the least amount of body of work stand-up-wise. He's done three shows, though. He's done three full-hour shows, and they're fucking incredible. Like, Ger- Gervais as a stand-up is... is it, Gervais is, like, my favorite all-around comedy dude you in the have world. Any yeah, of them all. I might want to check those out. They're brilliant. They're really... They're they're social, you know, they're they're very... um They're political, and they're... they're, they're uh, Topical. Yeah. It's kind of like an Eddie Izzard, but not into history so much. More just yeah. observations on, you know. But 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 fucking brilliant though, dude. Brilliant. Yeah, I don't think Cross and Izzard are kind of. You're kind of stand up, yeah, right? Yeah. Have you heard Cross's stand up? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I like it, but you know, it's a give or take kind of thing. It's uh, and I'm sad to admit, I just read David Cross's book last week, which was fucking incredible. Which was one you of the little f- book. Yeah, it was the funniest book I've ever read in my life. Just short essays and jokes and shit oh. like that. But um. I, I too have hit the point of uh, cross fucking cross effect 
What do you mean? After fucking ten years of being devoted and worshiping that dude, it's too much already. He's he's too much of an asshole. <laughs> he's still he's still that that angry nerdy indie asshole or trying to be, but at the same time he's doing Alvin and the Chipmunks and dating Amber Tamblin. Like he's dating Amber Tamblin. Yeah, from the ring. Was she in the ring? Wasn't she in the first scene of the ring? Amber. Yeah, Tamblin? Amber Tamblin. The I think that's the only thing I know. Yeah, but well, she was on a show called. The, she was on the Unusuals. I don't watch TV. That's unusual. That was one. That was. It got canceled after like six episodes. It was a cop show in New York. They, they didn't use that. They didn't a, use okay. that, but I did. Every <laughs> when I was sitting by myself, every time they'd go to a commercial break and a cliffhanger, I'd go, "That's unusual." <laughs> um. It says in the back, like, cross the jacket of the book. It says, like, David fake stuff. It's a picture of someone who's not David Cross. It says, like, David Cross is an avid, like, fisherman. Like, he loves the Red Sox. He has a dog named I Love the Red Sox, and he is currently fucking Amber Tamblyn. <laughs> are you, but, can I say that? Straight? Yeah. Are you, um. But he even mentions it. There's a chapter in the book where a lot of people have gotten tired of him. But are you not, are you tired of him? Because he has ass, he's an asshole on stage, or because he's an actual asshole. No, I'm tired of it. No longer, it's no longer charming. Almost his whole indie punk rage, fuck the system, fuck capitalism, fuck hippies. Because he's part of the system. He was in the year one, the, yeah. the worst movie of the year. Okay. Like two years in a row now, he's been in the worst comedy of the year almost. Like Alvin in year one, like at a certain. So point. a little hypocritical. Yes, yeah. way hypocritical. And he mentioned, he says, yes, anyone, of course, anyone who's going to be is going to be viewed as hypocritical. Like how. You know what I mean? He does. He any and the issue is though. After his defense of himself, I'm still kind of like, all right, man. But you should really kind of cool down a little, <laughs> just a little bit if you want to maintain your fan base. Well, well, that's the thing. He's got a fan base, so maybe he feels yes, that he has to keep that. But he's up. losing it a little bit. I got because I was his biggest fucking fan in the world, and like it's him making fun of 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 um. Of uh, fucking Belushi all the time now. Jim Belushi, it's negated because who's to say that fucking the Jim Belushi show is any better than fucking Year One or Alvin (laughs) and the Chipmunks? You know what I mean? That's true. Those are really shitty movies. Year One is awesome. I haven't seen either. I don't really care to see either. You're not going to see The Squeakle? They made another one? The Squeakle. It's coming out Thanksgiving. Alvin and the Chipmunks. The Squeakle. And the girls get introduced in this one. And they sing, um... If you like it, then you put a butter ring on it. Like that's a, that's a becoming attraction. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, I've I've I, I can't see the squeak. Alvin, I haven't, I haven't seen the first one. <laughs> I don't think you need to see the first one <laughs> to appreciate the squeakle. I think the squeakle stands up on its own merits, dude. I'll check the reviews. I'll paint the picture. Here's the coming attraction. I think I believe Jason Lee screams Alvin and then falls in a bucket, and then one of them farts. And then they go to school, and they rap. Wait, did someone else go to school? Yeah, they go to like, school on this like one. Humans. Yeah, and then they meet the girls, and the girls are like, "If you want to put a butter ring on it," and they're singing, and they do the whole fucking dance and shit from the commercial from the that song. <laughs> the best song, best <laughs> video of all time. Is that? The, I don't think that's. Is that the one he was talking about? Yeah. I didn't know that's the one he was talking. about. Dude, it's become so ridiculous. You are you big on Twitter? Do you know what tr- the trending topics mean? Trending topics. On the, whenever you go onto Twitter, dude, on the side, there's a thing called TT, and it's a list of topics that are that the everybody's biggest. talking about. Yeah, and now they give explanations and stuff of why they're popular. But the other day, remember Balloon Boy? You heard about that? Yeah. When they found out he was hiding in the attic, all of a sudden, I was looking on Twitter, and it said like trending topics like Halloween, um, Paranormal Express, or Activity. Stop it. One of those movies <laughs> have to change their fucking names, and it's going to be the bad one. Um. Wait. There's a movie called Paranormal Express? No, I'm mixing Pineapple Express and Paranormal Activity. Oh, I thought you were doing Polar Express. No. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Fucking dead eyes. Um, God damn it, you derailed me. I'm sorry. You were talking about... uh, What were you talking about? <laughs> Fuck you, dude. No way, Jesse. No way. No, you were saying something about chipmunks, right? Oh, the tweeting to- trending oh, topics. Oh, tweeting topics, yes, So, yes. Paranormal oh, Express, uh, Halloween, Balloon Boy, and Frank. And I'm like... Why the fuck is Anne Frank a trending topic on Twitter right now? Like, did they just find, like, some, like, lost part of her diary or some can shit? you click on it and see? Well, it says, why? And then you and you click and you can see everyone's tweets about it. And it's because, like, within a ten-minute span, millions of people on Twitter wrote, 
Hey, yo, Balloon Boy, I'm gonna let you finish, but Anne Frank had the best attic hideout of all time. But, like, millions and millions of people were writing the same joke. That's how... So the Kanye, like... And what, wasn't it a... It was a hoax, right? Yeah. They're there for publicity. They're gonna get sued and shit, but how fucking stupid. The internet, I love the internet sometimes, but sometimes it just makes me sad for society. You, you think it's making people dumber? Uh, yeah, man, yeah. I do. Do I you ever read, is. like, the YouTube comments and shit? Not really, but... What, you know what? It's not making people dumber at all. Not at all. Lazy? Not at all. Neither. Neither, Jesse. Well, what's the problem? Everybody, man? everyone listening right now, glue your ear... Spit some knowledge. Glue your ears on, because I'm about to get real. It's not that the internet is making people dumber. It's that there's always been dumb people, but without the internet, <laughs> we had no means of communicating <laughs> with them or hearing their dumbness. I think it's a little bit of both. Well, it's like, okay, that guy who, who comments on fucking, let's say, it's coming to church for World Wild Things are. Gay homo nigger shit is a typical yeah. YouTube response. Okay. Even if you knew that dude in your real life, he probably has enough restraint in real yeah. life to not drop that every five seconds. Anonymity. Yes, it's it's that anonymity thing for people, you know what I mean? So, we, yeah, this is, yeah, I agree with that. this is what America really looks like. <laughs> it's not that they're getting dumber, it's that we're... We're able to see now for the first fucking time. Yeah, it's kind of fucked up, right? Those YouTube comments are like the cesspool of humanity seems to exist on YouTube and in Cool News and Rotten Tomatoes. Those three sites exclusively. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Do they do comments on Rotten Tomatoes? I thought it was just critics reviews. There's comments, Taylor. Any movie, it's just it's fucking it's angry movie nerds, you know? Like yeah, I'm sure there's many people out there that just. But the ain't a cool thing. I just don't get because. There's just, have you ever, like, there's like a thousand talkbacks for every post, so there's no way to read, there's well, no way to read that as a conversation. It's just angry missive, angry missive, angry missive, fuck you, angry missive, I like this movie, angry, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the thing I don't get is, well, <laughs> kind of the thing you did <laughs> with Paranormal Activity. I mean, if you hate it so much, why don't you just let it go and let the people that like okay, it Okay, because like it. in that instance... I felt it was my obligation as someone who has a platform, if you will, to people who I care about. I'm talking about you guys uh, and gals for all three lady, <laughs> lady listeners. <laughs> or four. Um, if Jesse takes her shirt off, it'll be six. Okay. Uh, I want to warn people about fucking shitty movies, dude. I personally, I personally thought it was a horrible film. So if anyone out there, it's like this, right? We're fucking 36 hours plus into this podcast. Okay. People by now probably know. We've talked about enough things and recommended enough things. And people probably know. It's like a reviewer. You know certain reviewers if you share like common tastes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like if someone usually agrees with my taste on film, then maybe by me warning them that I hate a paranormal express so much, they won't waste their money and give this fucking idiot any more fucking... Money, A, or B, reason to make another film as long as he lives. Like, I hate that. I, I, it offends, you know he's making another flick, It offends right? me that Paranormal... Yeah, and it's another gimmick flick. It's another it's found... It's a found, it's a found footage yeah, thing, okay. though. Um, no, this guy is now the disaster movie... He's now... I don't know their names. What are their names? I don't know. I forget. I used to. He's now the them of stupid, shitty, found footage horror movies. That's all he's gonna do, this guy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that. Dude, it's, I, I, it's... I mean, well, okay, I look at it like this. I I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was very very effective. But even if I didn't enjoy the movie so much, I mean, you know, dude took a chance, spent ten to $15,000 to make a movie. How? How what? Where did he spend ten to fifteen thousand dollars? Oh, I don't know where. Did he not own the camera already? Because 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 if he didn't, okay, that's half that budget. Okay, it's his house. Like, yeah. He didn't pay those fucking people. I'm sure. I'm sure he's paying them now. I think they shot it over the course of like two days or something, or a week. And great, he started a career. Good for that dude. No, no, no. Okay, ah, and here's where my negative reaction lies. Within, he beat the system. He that guy, yes. That guy and those two actors, though, they're never going to get work again because they were awful. Even the people who liked the movie were like, wow, that shit was embarrassing. I think bad. it was the writing, but okay. Um, That guy beat the system. Good for him. He made money. He made his career, right? Yes. Yes, he did. But you know why he made his career? Because the system fucked us. 
by convincing us to see a shitty movie and buzzing it up like it was the scariest movie. I don't of think all it's time. a shitty movie. I don't I, think it's a scary Paramount movie. is the system. So my negative reaction to this movie doing so well and being hyped up and being reviewed as it is isn't to the filmmaker, it's to Paramount. But why do you market a movie well, to I, make people want to go see it? If you get a bad movie, you're not going to not market it because it's a bad movie. You're going to try to market it harder. No, I understand that. And they're doing – it's it's the br- most brilliant marketing yeah. campaign of all time. That's well, why no, it's, it's like, not. fuck them. They're evil empire now. They are now – they are now – yeah, the head of Paramount is now Vader in my opinion. But why? He had a small film that people will like. I liked it. Just because you didn't like it don't mean people won't like it. He's got a small film that people will like and can can, can make probably the biggest profit margin of any movie ever made. By marketing the marketing it the way he is. To unsuspecting fucking innocents who will sit down in that movie expecting to be entertained. And I was entertained. Well, because you're a... <laughs> God damn it, Jesse. Will you leave the room for a minute for so I can talk to these people one-on-one? But no, but, but what I say... Just because you don't like the movie doesn't mean other people okay. will not like it. I will say this. I, 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 I would remove you from the equation. Okay. This isn't one of those times where it's like... Like, and this isn't a dark night. This is a movie I think objectively is horrible. Like, like I, I, in, in my mind, I think everyone should think this movie is horrible. I don't think this is a personal opinion. I think this is fundamental filmmaking flaws. I think it's one of the most lazy, fucking, least effective uh, films of all time. And the people who hate it say the same exact, the reasons, the same exact things I do, that it's, that, that uh, there is no tension because they fucking give it all away because it's the most formulated thing in the world. It's like, okay, we're going to sleep. You want to see a ghost? Here's a ghost. Ah, oh, we'll wake up. All right, things are old. You want to see a ghost? Here's a ghost. Like, it's. But you don't think you're in the minority? No, I don't. Really? I don't. It's made a lot of money, but I don't think all these people are loving it. Read some fucking. Reviews. Everything I read is like, it's fantastic. Read some reviews on the internet, Holmes. I read reviews on it. There, there's there's one. Don't read critic reviews. Read user reviews. Well, no, 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 no. There's there's one uh, site it's, that I visit. On Rotten Tomatoes, it's like it's like sixty percent fresh critic wise. Like thirty That's not bad. Like thirty percent rotten user wise. Okay. The critics like Paranormal Express more than the fans do. Activity, activity. Whatever the fucking horrible movie is called, I hate this movie with a passion, dude. Maybe get the fucking title right. I haven't hated a movie possibly ever more than this in my life. This You're movie, out of your mind. this movie offends me on an intellectual basis. That they think we're so stupid. That they think, okay, moving. I'm sorry. That they think <laughs> that they think I'm so stupid. That that shit, or so stupid or so simple, that that shit will really affect or scare me. And that's not an offense to you. It kind of sounds like it is. But I'm telling you it's not, so it's not. Oh, okay. That makes it okay. None taken. Um, I just don't get why you can like that movie, man. I don't get... I remember turning to you in the theater, and I made some joke about it, and you shushed me for like the 30th time. And I was like... You know I hate this. Because you kept talking to him. Like, I was like, I was like, you know I hate this, right? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, what do you think? You're like, it's pretty effective. And I was like, oh my God, Jesse doesn't hate it. <laughs> I was like, I thought we were on the same page. I, I was expecting solidarity. I'm like, oh no, Jesse doesn't hate it. Jesse doesn't hate it. And then it made me hate it even more. Then the entire theater, I thought I was in crazy town. I'm like, are they pumping gas into this theater that I'm not somehow breathing in that are making, oh no, a bed sheet moved. Ah! It's, it's the most fucking carnival cheap haunted house fucking scares in the world, dude. But just because somebody doesn't come in with a fucking butcher knife and terrorize people doesn't make it less scary for the people that find it. Wait, wait, wait. Shh, 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 shh. Did you see that? What? I think I just saw a shh. Oh, no. I saw a shadow. Ah! Like, yeah, that don't fucking work for me. Boom. All right, let me ask you a Matt question. Matt Cohen, one. Let me Paranormal Express, zero. Let me ask you a question. Activity. Fuck it. My wife and myself, we sleep with the door open. And that's because the 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 dog food and water is on the kitchen so floor. So do I. So they go... Yes. Back the okay. So you sleep with the door open. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you see a shadow cross through your hallway, it's not going to freak you out a little bit? No. You look over in the corner, your dog's patiently... Have you ever seen a shadow cross through your hallway? No, but that's Wait, what no, the yes. movie's about. No, no, no. Yes. Okay. No, no. Here's, and here's where it comes down to. And I've said this before about paranormal activity. 100%, like, if I saw a ghost in real life, I would have a heart attack. If I experienced the shit that those people in that movie experienced, yes, yes 
But because the movie was so awful, there wasn't a, <laughs> there wasn't a half a second where I suspended my disbelief and 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 forgot that I was watching a shitty DV movie. I didn't. There wasn't a second where my brain turned off and, and could think of them as not as anything other than local community theater actors in some guy's bedroom. Like it, it was, and it's due to the hype and all the fault. And we were told how the movie was made. If someone had just showed me that movie one day in my apartment, they were like, "Dude, watch this." And I was fucking stoned or something. I watched it. I'd been like, "Holy shit!" Like I wouldn't have loved it. I would have hated it. Okay, Still. all right. No, no. Wait a minute. You, you can't judge the the movie on the marketing. It's, it's, that guy didn't know that it's the marketing part and fucking parcel for me, dude. Because I would have never gone to see that movie had it not been called the scariest movie in the, in the last twenty years by every reviewer. But I've you're heard. saying that if you would have seen it, not knowing anything about it, you maybe would have half enjoyed it. No, I would have appreciated what the guy had tried to do, and I would have even maybe given him a little bit of credit for atmosphere. But, but because of the marketing, you're not. Uh, yeah, because it's, I mean, if that's the scariest movie of all time, then that means the scariest concept no, no, of all no, no, time no, no, is a bedsheet no, 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 movie. No, 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 no. People, I mean, people get into hyperbole too much. You included get into hyperbole too much. But yes, but rarely is a film marketed on that extreme hyperbole, and I, that's this, my offense. Dude, every it. fucking horror movie that comes out saying it's the best horror movie in the last five years. They say that they don't say the scariest horror film since The Exorcist. That's a bold fucking statement. But that's one person saying that. And that's what they blurb on every fucking trailer and commercial, man. Wouldn't you? If, if, if you so why don't I start a blurb company where I'll call your movie the best movie ever made, then you can run that in every fucking commercial. Because you have no credibility. So I'll make up a fake website. People don't know what these <laughs> websites are. You think the average fucking... The, you, ain't it cool gets blurred fairly often now. Do you think Joe Schmo in fucking Peoria, Illinois knows who Harry Knowles is? No, but... the. It's smart marketing, but you should not base them. It's brilliant marketing. You know what else was brilliant marketing? Blair Witch. And the fucking Hitler's Nazi propaganda to the German people. And they bought it, man, just like people are buying paranormal activity. Yeah, but when you actually see what Hitler is doing, you don't enjoy it. Yeah, don't that's enjoy what happened with me with paranormal activity, but dude. But you're saying that if it wasn't for the marketing... Yeah, what I'm saying is, yes, paranormal activity was my World War II. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm saying. I, I just I, I don't I, and the chick with the big boobs is my Goebbels I, I know that I've seen like trailers and I've read reviews and stuff like that but when I go to sit down in a movie I try to forget everything you know the last time I've been this upset by a movie probably Reign of Fire which I kind of enjoy <laughs> he jumps into the dragon's mouth at the end of the movie but it's a fun little movie, though. It's a retarded little movie. I, I like oh, it. Oh, man, Jesse. I mean, I don't own it. You're the dude who loves Chinatown. Uh, top ten forever. You love Chinatown. Top you love forever. it so much. Yes. Oh, you love Chinatown. You've never seen it. You I know. I know. I'm, I'm making fun of you. Uh, so at the same point, but I know what Chinatown is. I know it's a De Palma flick. It's a good, right? It's, is it not De Palma? Is it Coppola? Who, is, who the fuck made Chinatown? Keep, keep going. Wait a minute. It's not De Palma. It's not Coppola. It's also not an Italian it's not Scorsese. No. Uh, wow. He's in the movie. Uh, it's not Orson Welles because he was dead. <laughs> uh, it's not Timur Berkenbetkov. Who? The guy who did Wanted. Oh. And well, no, Night it wasn't, Watch. It wasn't I have no idea who, who directed Polanski. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Wait, you thought De Palma did Chinatown? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't either. Uh, a Polanski the Chinatown? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's funny. Do you want to watch it now? No. <laughs> I've seen a few horrible Polanski films. Name them. Oliver Twist. Never saw it. Uh, yeah, and Macbeth. Well, I, I, I heard the song. Uh, I'll keep, you want me to keep going? Rosemary's Baby? I like Rosemary's Baby. The Pianist? I like The Pianist, and I've got my favorite out of all of them. Is what? The Ninth Gate. I like it. I, I like love it. The Ninth Gate. That's my favorite Polanski film by far. Other than that, eh, you know, I could do without him. I really could, Jesse. I really could. If you watched Chinatown, you couldn't do without it. I don't... You know me. You know me, right? <laughs> I know you. Hi. I think you would... <laughs> you think I would like Chinatown? I, I wouldn't want you to go into it saying, oh, God, I'm going to hate this movie because you would think it was boring. 
But if you sit down and watch it on his own merits and have an open mind, I think you would enjoy it. So John Huston is fantastic in it. Uh, who's John Huston? The director? The yeah. Western director? That's John Ford. Oh, who's John Huston? John, he, he made Maltese Falcon. I didn't see that either. Treasure Sierra Madre? I didn't see that. But I know the stinking badgers. <laughs> Get it? We don't badgers? need no stinking badgers. That's what the beavers said. <laughs> so you've never seen a movie starring or directed by John Huston? No. Fuck no. I've never seen a John Wayne movie either. I saw The Searchers in college when I was really Searchers drunk. Searchers is good. I was really drunk. True Grit is good. I mean, I've never... Yeah, I don't care about that shit. I'm not a big John Wayne fan. I'm more of a Clint Eastwood guy, but... I'm a fan of neither. Wow. Really? Oh, John Wayne and Clint Eastwood? Is this blood? Prince is on... Is he losing his teeth? He's probably just getting the paint off of it. Oh, you're gonna chill on that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not a big Western guy. At all. My favorite Western is Dead Man by Jim Jarmusch. Which I still haven't seen on the YouTube. You don't I, like Unforgiven? I don't like Westerns. I love West I love to Why? read I love to read Westerns, which is really interesting. Like, Why don't you like to watch? I love Larry McMurtry, like I love Lonesome the Lonesome Dove mm-hmm. saga and I love all that shit, man. I love I read a lot of Westerns. All that guy McMurtry mostly. But see, I think Westerns You know McMurtry's wrote a lot of flags. Did he write uh, Brokeback Mountain? Larry McMurtry wrote Brokeback Mountain. Mm-hmm. He wrote Lonesome Dove, obviously mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, he wrote. I want to say he wrote Last Picture Show. In the seventies. Yeah, well, whenever Last Picture Show was made. Yeah, Last Picture Show was a uh, Bogdanovich directed. Okay. But I think McMurtry wrote yeah. it. McMurtry also wrote. I was thinking Last McMurtry also wrote the screenplay for Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, I didn't know that. Casey wrote the book, yeah. right? McMurtry wrote and the screenplay. The McMurtry also wrote Terms of Endearment. And guiding star McMurtry's got had that has like a crazy uh, screenwriting. I like you ever you know McMur- ever read one of his books? Mm-hmm. You love the Lonesome Dove. You ever seen the miniseries? Nah, that's one of the best fucking books ever written. I like, I like violent westerns actually. Yeah, you wouldn't like McMurtry then. Well, Those see, are like I, realistic. Ones. But I think that the western genre is the best opportunity for the look of a film. I think it's. I, I think it should be because that's the look you like. I mean, what if the movie's set in a jungle? Well, that I mean, Apocalypto was fantastic, but just just the landscape of a western, though. Yeah, but that's for a type of movie that wouldn't work for every fucking film. No, but it's just so grand because it, it's like space. Well, I mean, yeah, but I understand that. So, in a movie that with that kind of scope, that would work. But in like a, a, Clerks, wouldn't work in the middle of the fucking Mojave Desert. Well, no, but I'm saying, I mean, I think. You being a film fan would like the look of westerns. I, like, I don't get why you like reading it, but you don't like to look at it. Uh, I've, I've seen it in real. I like looking at it in real life. Like I've driven across country. Like I've, I've been to the places where they shot a lot of those films, like Moab and stuff like that. Like uh, in Utah, it, it's. I don't. I don't particularly like period films. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it, they get they they kind of they tend to run into each other a little bit. I'll tell you two westerns I like. I like um, uh, Magnificent Seven. Okay. And I, I like uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Once Upon a Time in the in the West. West excuse yeah. me. Which and, is a fantastic fucking western. Those, are the two, but that's not part of the motherfucking Charlie Bronson. That's not part of the the um, uh, Fistful of Dollars thing, is it? No. That, but that's oh, it's, like, it's, it's Leone, yeah. but it's not Eastwood's not in it. <laughs> that's the only Leone flick I've ever seen. I've never seen any of the the, uh, the Eastwood. The, the what are they called? The first, man with no name. What, yeah, what is it? Um, Fistful dollars, dollars, dollars more, and the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, I've never seen those. They don't look particularly up my alley. I'm not as big of a fan as it's most that it's think. the fucking that shot thing. Like it's it's I know what it is. Like two guys, okay, two guys walk through a standoff. They both turn wide shot of that guy, wide shot of that guy, closer on that guy, closer on that guy, closer yeah, like on that guy's face, closer on that guy's face. I, I don't remember. I was really young, dude. Tombstone. Nah, fuck. I don't. You know, I like Deadwood. I, mean, I, mean, I like um because I'm a history buff. I don't like the violent westerns as much as I like the super realistic westerns. Gotcha. That's what it is. Like I like Deadwood because it's it's, I mean, pretty much fucking one hundred percent exact. Same with Lonesome Dove. There's a lot of research put into those things. I like I like more of how, how the conditions of living back then as opposed to like cowboys and bandits and like fucking gun. Shit. I bet you would like Shane. What's that? Shane is uh, it's 
They kill a dog. Kill a dog. Uh, isn't there a movie where they kill a dog? Is Old, that Yeller? Old Yeller. Isn't there another movie where they kill an animal? Isn't, Sounder. Do they not kill anything in Shane? People. Don't they kill a dog in Shane? I don't. I don't think so. Unless I'm just forgetting it. I thought the kid, someone was a little kid and a dog. I don't remember. There's a little. Is there There's a little, a little kid and a dog in it. Okay, so I think he fucking kills it. <coughs> I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> or the dog kills him. I've never seen the movie, but I obviously. I knew that there was a little kid and a dog. How often does that happen? Quite a bit, actually. Really? Yeah. In westerns? Yeah. I was like, hey, get that little kid and that dog out of here. This is about to be a gunfight. I like Blazing Saddles. Okay, yeah, but that's... What do you... I always think about that. Do you think it would have been the same with Prior Man? I think it would have been so much better. You do? I do. I, I, it's like, not like Cleavon does anything, but Cleavon's great in it. He is. He With is. Pryor, it would have been too much. It would have become a Pryor movie. It was before Pryor was Pryor, which is why he didn't get it. I so, thought he didn't get it because of drug problems. Because he wrote the script with Mel Brooks. It was in the 70s. Even if he had drug problems, I don't think people really knew about it until the 80s. Because um, here's the thing. If you put Pryor in that movie, Wilder would have had to take a back seat a little bit. Because I know, as it stands now, wasn't that big of a star. Yes, but I'm talking about screen pers- screen presence. It's hard to top Richard Pryor in a movie. Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, Gene Wilder is. Uh, Bar- uh, Cleavon's the straight man. If it was if Pryor was in it, it would have been hard to make Cleavon the straight man. Yeah, but it's with with Pryor's stature, like. You know the, how skinny he was, and the way he moved around, and the way he acted and stuff. I I think it would have been a lot more. I don't want to say situational. Kind. See, but I like it how it is now that Cleavon Little. I, I love I love that Cleavon Little's a handsome dude, and that he cuts yes, a good that yes. he cuts a good fucking figure in the Gucci suit and shit. It makes it makes you like it even more that not only is it like a black guy rolling into town, it's like a smooth fucking <laughs> like, like you know what I mean like 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 a cool ass black guy rolls into town and like. Fucking Count Basie fucking slaps him five and shit on but, his way in. But did you ever watch the Richard Pryor show? No. And he, he's got a few skits on there where he's a cowboy. against. And he, uh, do, he probably does that white voice, right? No. Well, that, the hick, the jail fucking, the, 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 the prison. No. I'll no, tell you what. I'm, no, 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 no. He doesn't do that. We don't want none of that around here. But it is, it is a, a, a sketch comedy show. And so there's a lot of like cliches that they play on and stuff like that. But he really seems to enjoy the western, which is why I'm sure he wrote it. But I think he would have been fantastic. In it. I just think that's one of those movies where you—it's so perfect you can't even chance anything. I don't think there's a I way. I don't. I don't think there's a way to improve *Brazen Saddles*. I really don't. I think it's a perfect film. It is. It's a perfect comedy. I think it's one of the most perfect comedies ever made. Yeah. Like it's the best Mel Brooks movie by far. Yes. Yeah. I mean, what else can you even? Argue. I like History of the World like, Part 1, like but it's not a movie. <laughs> you do? <Yeah. coughs> I don't like those three. But maybe because I'm a Hitchcock fan. There's, a three, there's, a, there's three movies I don't like, or four. Adam Mel Brooks and his entire thing. Other than Dracula. But yes. I don't like Dracula because it's awful. <laughs> You've seen it? Yeah. <coughs> it's so depressing that that's his last film. That was his last film? He hasn't made another movie, man. And he's getting up there, so he better start. Come. <coughs> I don't like um, I Anxiety that much. I don't like To Be or Not To Be, I believe it was called. I haven't seen that. Which is where they staged the play for the Nazis. Mel Brooks plays a Jew who hides out in the like theater. Like the producers? Yes, but he hides a Jew. He plays a Jew who hides out in the theater and occupied like Germany or something. And Nazis take over the theater and commission them to, to do a stage show. And like, I forget. It's not very good. Okay. Silent movie. It's not very good. It's not bad. It's silent. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, no, High Anxiety was his first film. Was it? Yeah. Well, well, he was kind of older when he started then. What? He was a little older when he started. He was already in his, his 40s, I think. Yeah. yeah. High Anxiety was, uh, um, the best, of course. Like, Spaceballs isn't even that great. It's, it's fun. It's fun, but, like, Blazing Saddles and fucking Frankenstein by far. Yeah. Right? I like Robin Hood a lot. I would, I would put, I would put Young Frankenstein uh, over Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Young Frankenstein may, is probably in the top five comedies ever made. Yeah. Right? I personally prefer Blazing Saddles because there's a lot more joke. The joke ratio is a lot higher. Yeah. 
But but Frank is wilder is fantastic. Frank is that's perfect. Yes, is. So is Boyle. So is everyone. Yeah. So is fucking Cloris Leachman. Mm-hmm. Frau Farbissina. Fantastic. Would you like some vomilic <laughs> pops? Uh what, Marty Feldman as Igor. Uh, Igor, yeah. Igor. Igor. Remember? It's pronounced Frankenstein. Frankenstein. No, it's pro- It's Frankenstein. It's, he's really saying Frankenstein and he goes, it's pronounced No, he's saying Frankenstein. And he goes, it's pronounced Frankenstein. Yeah. And he goes, I, it's pronounced Igor. <laughs> um, who else in that movie? Terry Gar is fucking gorgeous in that yes. flick, right? They're rolling around in the hay. Did you ever see... Uh, Dude, that movie's so fun. Like, I, get, I smile just thinking about it. <laughs> like, I, love, I love fucking... You ever see uh, Mom and Dad say Yeah, of course. She's good in that, too. I mean, she was already a little older and a little no, thicker. I don't care. And who, you know who the star of that was? Jeff Jones? Yeah. You didn't Jeffrey say it. Jeffrey Jones? Yeah, no, you didn't say it. What? Jeffrey Pervert Jones. You gotta throw in something. Why well, gotta say that? Because you said it last time. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. You called him like a kitty fiddler. Well, I did. He, he, he was. I'll cue. Oh, alleged. Allegedly. 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 What's that from? What? Now, allegedly. Oh, man. I can't remember. It's from some comedy thing where the guy keeps saying allegedly. You better think of it quick. Allegedly a lot. Why, Jesse? You're rushing me. We're doing a three hour show. You didn't hear it? No, I didn't hear it. It's our 36 episode extravaganza, dude. So, what else you got going on this week? Anything exciting you want to tell the people about? Nah. Upcoming in your life? The, 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 um, dude, my life is so fucking uneventful. How's your fantasy football going? I'm. I started out zero and three, but now I'm three. It's and been three. bad and boring. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's going well. Actually, it is. Are you yeah. having fun? Yeah, I love fantasy are you, football. Is your wife involved? You guys, you know? No, not this year. She's played before, but not this year. So that's keeping you busy. What else? You seen any celebrities lately? Any sp- any cool spottings around I town? I don't really remember them now. I did when I first moved here, but now it's. You finger it's, banged. Uh, what's that lady? Uh, Angela Lansbury. Mariel Hemingway. What's who's the lady you had in your car? Mia Farrow. What? Oh, Faye Dunaway? Faye Dunaway, right? I I didn't you do did, that. You didn't finger bang her? Oh, I'm sorry. What? Are people going to believe? It's going to be in the papers tomorrow. No, dude. you just put an image in my head and it's... What? I mean, she's That's like, disgusting she's you? Like 70. But she's from Chinatown. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. You're telling me you wouldn't finger bang Roman Polanski? And on that note, I'm Matt Cohen. I'm Jesse Rivers, not finger banging been, anyone. It's been bagged and boarded, and it's been real. And Jesse's about to hop a plane bagged in Switzerland. What? <laughs> bagged and bagged and clucking. We ain't fucking around. Yeah. <laughs>